Amen. Amen. Thank you, Minister Rosling. God bless you. Yes, before we go on, shall we do some reflection? What did you take away last week? Reflection, please. Last week, um, one second. Last week, um, reflection exponent Genesis 49 from verse 47, where, um, you said that was a, a very deep expression of pain, bitterness, and unforgiveness. And we should use this information to help ourselves, our family members, and our children. The Lord showed show in the skies, the earth, and the multitude. Who was Simeon? He's, he was the second child of Jacob and a patriarch. It meant he has heard of his suffering. Leah, his mother, was sarcastic with the name that she gave to her children. She was causing her children to hate. Simeon, at the age of 14, slaughtered the men of Shechem. He captured hundreds of women and many and married one of them. He was a man of anger, hatred, lies and slaughter. He instigated that Joseph should be killed. When Joseph discovered his brothers, you know, he kept Simeon in prison because he was afraid that Simeon would kill Benjamin. Joseph was aware of the fact that he wanted, he, Simeon wanted to kill him. He was the one that threw Joseph in prison Simeon played a significant role in conspiring to kill Joseph. Simeon's sister Dinah was raped in Shechem, which was a great city. She was raped by a prince named Shechem. Rape at that time was an abomination which required that whosoever rape should be killed. It was agreed uh, among Joseph and the men of the city that the men of the city should be circumcised. And Simeon, while the men were in pain after their circumcision, killed all the men of the city and rescued their sister Dinah and left. He went on to talk about anger. He said, anger will attract curse into the family. When it was time to bless the children of Jacob, Jacob remembers Simeon and Levi anger. Jacob said, let my soul come not into their counsel. Let me not be a part of their gathering, their advising and their judgment. He said, anger have different levels. And anger is demonic when offended, 
you and you when someone offends you and you stop talking to them. Anger at the principal level is when one seeks to disgrace, retaliate, spite, or murder the person who offends you. Every character we display form part of our blessing and our curses. You know, because when we are angry and we get upset, you know, or when we are provoked, we should not make decisions, hasty decisions, but instead we should kneel down and pray. Jacob did not curse his children. He was telling them exactly who they are. And there are times, you know, when we are told who we are, you know, and how we get upset. But as I said before, and I say again here in Overcomers House, Dr. Pauline, you encourage us to take correction. Because, you know, when we are corrected, we shouldn't get offended. Because, you know, it, it helps to point out the negative in us and give us an opportunity to work on those negative behavior, character, and attitude to turn it into positive, where we will walk, you know, in Christ's likeness and his image as he has created us. So, you know, we shouldn't get angry when we are corrected, when our mistakes are pointed out to us, but instead we should, you know, allow it to, you know, change, to transform our life to the glory of God. And I will stop there. That is what I get from last week's reflection. Amen, amen, amen. amen. Thank you, Evangelist Sarah. Who You're else, welcome. please? Who else, please? Wow, everybody's quiet. From last week, from the previous week, whatever you have remembered, please share it. Okay, okay Dr. Pauline, good night, everyone. Good night. We all know that after Deacon Miss um, Sarah speak, you know, or give the reflection, there's not much to be added. <laughs> but I would say something, <laughs> nevertheless. <laughs> right. Um, I'll just um, say something that I didn't hear um, um, Deaconess um, spoke about. Um, I don't know if I missed that part um, where we were taught that um, the meaning of Simeon and um, Simeon was the second child for Jacob and, and Leah. And we were told that Simeon means that God had heard Jacob's, that God had heard that Jacob preferred my sister, Rachel. I don't know if Deacon Sarah said that, but that was um, one of the things that was um, said last week. You also spoke about guilt and conviction. Um, we were taught that guilt makes us angry with the truth about our lives. When we hear the word of God and refuse to accept the truth, this is an example of guilt. And, and as of such, we were encouraged that we should um, learn wisdom to, we should learn wisdom so that we can correct our children in a God-fearing way. Um, you also told us that re without repentance, there is no remission for our sins. And the word of God, um, you know, encourage us that we can be angry, but we should say not. 
And that's what I would say this um this evening. Thank you, Sister Anish. God bless you. Yes. Who else has anything to say? All right. Okay. So good evening to everybody and God bless you. All right. Today we'll continue where we stopped last week. Last week we were talking. Oh, let's do the declaration first. I'm sorry. Okay, welcome to the Garden of Wisdom for the Gathering of Wisdom Bible Studies. The Garden of Wisdom is a place where we discover and dig out the knowledge that leads and directs us on the path of righteousness to fulfill our divine destiny. Please repeat after me. I am here in the Garden of Wisdom I am here in the garden of wisdom to gather wisdom to gather wisdom to drink from the well of wisdom to drink to drink from the well of wisdom to receive instruction to receive instruction direction direction and guidance and guidance according to the plan and purpose according to the plan and purpose that the lord has predestined for my life that the lord has predestined for my life i receive it 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 all in jesus name i receive it all in jesus name amen 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 this evening we will go deeper into certain languages that are used sometimes to bring curses upon people. And the curses sometimes are like everlasting curses. Curses that are difficult to remove. Curses that grows beyond our understanding, cases that spread into many generations unknown. Sometimes we look at ministers, good people, and we look at their children, or we look at their family, and we see certain problems, and we don't know where it comes from or where it came from. Yesterday I was watching a documentary of the PhD students who killed four fellow students while they were sleeping in Idaho. And since yesterday, I was searching why did this happen? Fellow students were sleeping in their dormitory room or hostel room. This guy went, killed them, and has been on the run for two weeks. And finally, they caught him in Pennsylvania in a family house. He didn't let them know what he has done. And the family were decent family, beautiful people. Where did this spirit come from? Who sinned 
and whose sin is being transferred to this guy. And so many questions that I was trying to understand that why is it a case that is manifesting in the family? What happened 10 years ago, 10 generations ago? And this brought me to a certain understanding why I felt to have a break last week so that I would tidy up the finishing line with Simon. Now, Simeon, I will repeat a few things because of those who were not there last week or those who have forgotten. One, Simeon was a second child of Leah. Rachel was the original wife of Jacob. But at the night of the wedding, instead of giving Rachel to Jacob, Laban gave his first daughter, Leah, to Jacob. And Jacob had to serve for another seven years in order to marry Rachel. So all this time, Leah was bitter and angry that her genius sister has taken away her husband. When she herself knew that Rachel was the one that brought Jacob to the house. And it's not she who brought Jacob to the house. Jacob had prayed. He met Rachel on the way when he was searching for his uncle Laban. And Rachel was the one that gave him everything he needed. And he was in love with Rachel and, brought, and Rachel brought him to his father. But Leah is now angry that her junior mm -hmm. sister has taken her husband. So yeah. in giving birth, she was bitter and this statement I have been researching, hatred for some time now, even before the study. I've been researching on hatred. When love turns into hatred, you will not be able to control your heart. You will not be able to control your mind. All you've been thinking about is how to avenge, how to retaliate, even if you were not offended before hatred entered you. Because hatred is the opposite of love. If you used to love somebody and somebody says something to you or you observe something or you don't understand what is happening and the love in your heart switch into hatred to get that love back. Hmm. It may take 20 to 30 years because hatred is so deep. It goes into every aspect of your blood system. It goes into your veins, pumps the hatred into your, uh, 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 there is a word that I want to use. It has to do with your hormone. 
it pumps bitterness into your hormone and adrenaline 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 you see when hatred gets into your adrenaline no word of god can enter your heart and change your mind no holy spirit baptism can change your mind no matter what god says to you because you have decided to hate, to dislike. And Leah named Simon practically hatred that I am hated because the Lord has heard that I am hated. You name your child. I am hated. And then let's look at the meaning of hatred again. Hatred one is the opposite of love. Hatred is intense dislike, ill will. That means anytime you hear the, the name of that person, you start feeling angry, you start feeling bitter, you start feeling like, you know, you need to destroy. You need to retaliate. No matter how good the word of God is, you will, you will certainly dislike the word of God. The word of God cannot pacify you. You become antagonistic. Anytime that person's name is mentioned, you get angry, very antagonistic, very hostile. You become, oh, very animosity because you are carrying the adrenaline of hatred in your body system. And it has entered your blood system. It has entered your DNA. Nobody can say anything to change your mind. You have decided. So Genesis 49 verse 5 says, Simeon and Levi are brothers. Weapons of violence are their swords. Weapons of violence. Instruments of cruelty. Wow. Listen, I have been crying to God that let not that kind of spirit enter over Kame's house. Let not that kind of spirit enter our families. Let not that kind of spirit. Because when that spirit enters a Christian, it just takes them away from the love of God and make them haters of God, haters of God's people, haters of the things of God. They would not want to have anything to do with the children of God or with the word of God, or with anything that regards God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And then suddenly that love that you once loved in God becomes hatred for children of God, for a child of God, for a minister of God. Oh my goodness. Instruments of cruelty. 
let's look at that word. In Genesis 49.7, Jacob said, Cares be their anger, for it was fierce, and their wrath, for it was cruel. I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. Instruments of cruelty. Cruelty is to have pleasure in causing pain and suffering. You are happy to cause pain. You delight in causing pain and suffering. You don't care what people are going through because your heart has become full of hatred, cruelty, hostile. You become inhuman. Mercy has no room in your heart. You have no compassion, not for the things of God, not for anything about God, not for the word of God. You don't want to have anything to do with mercy and grace. You do whatever you want to do. You are determined to do is what you do. The fear of God does not matter to you anymore. You become dangerously abusive. You become a murderer, spiritual murderer, emotional murderer, physical murderer. All manner of killing enters your spirit because you have become determined to do evil, cruelty. The pleasure of inflicting pain and suffering enters your heart, your mind, your character, your behavior, your attitude, your language. Anything you want to say about the person you hate, you don't care what the result will be. You will not even pass by their doorsteps. You will not go close to where they are. You don't want to have anything to do with them. And this is happening a lot in the body of Christ in the churches, splitting, division, because the spirit of cruelty has entered. It's a spirit of sadism. It causes harm and mental suffering, mental distress. Any action that causes pain emotionally spiritually, physically, mentally, financially. You don't care what happens. If the person is dying, let them die. You will not put your money in their mouth. You will not give them bread to eat. You will not give them water to drink because of the spirit of cruelty. Stubborn. Determination, determinantly stubborn. You don't care. You don't worry. It doesn't bother you. Rebellious. This is the meaning of the instrument of cruelty. And I pray it will not enter over Kamehameha's house. And it will not enter your life or my life. Leah named his son. Hatred. Hatred. Why? What is she looking for? Because she wants 
Jacob to be solely hers when she knew all right that there was no relationship between her and Jacob. Now, I want us to see the repercussion. Last week, I mentioned the fact that because of that spirit that Leah put in her son, Simeon, naming him hatred. Simeon, at the age of 14, killed a whole city, a man of a whole city. Now, you have heard that part. There is another part you are going to hear tonight that will baffle you. Besides that, and we know that the reason Joseph put him in prison was because Joseph was afraid that Simeon may killed Benjamin or any of his brothers on the way back to Canaan. So let's see what happened. Now, when they were leaving Israel during the Exodus, the Bible said over 53, is it 53 or 350? Okay, 59, over 59,000 heads of household. That means fathers. Heads of household means fathers of every house. So the children were not counted. The women were not counted. Just the fathers. There were 59,300 heads of household. Adult men belonging to the Simeon family that left Egypt in the Exodus. By the time they were entering into, into uh, the, 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 the Holy Land, the Promised Land, they had reduced, after 40 years, they had reduced to 22,200, which means 35,000 were missing. Why was 35,000 missing? One, they were men of war. They were always fighting. They were always creating trouble. Now, another thing that happened was, hmm, in Bepua, when Balak, when Balak hired Balaam to curse the Israelites, and they couldn't, and, and, and Balaam could not curse Israel. Then Balaam told Balak, the only thing that you can use to mess up the Israelites is the sin of sex, sexual affairs, sexual sin. So, the ladies of media decided to start their worship festival. And during their worship festival, sexual perversion is one of the 
top of the of the scenario where people will be having all kinds of sexual activities and in this simeonites got involved with the ladies and plague came upon the children of israel because the Lord does not like sin. And sexual sin is perversion. So the plague started killing. When the plague started killing, most of the Simeonites ran away. They did not follow Israel to the promised land. Those who ran away, about 35,000 heads of family, they went to Greece, which was a closer region. They went to Greece, and from Greece, most of them took the boat and went to Wales in England and settled in Wales. And some of them settled in Greece, but majority of them settled in Wales. Now, in their settling in Wales, already they are people of cruelty. They started developing instruments of cruelty, which I'm going to explain to us in a few minutes. What are the instruments of cruelty that they develop? Now, in various parts of the world, the family of Simeon can be found everywhere. They ran away from where they belong to. They went to Greece and majority of them went to Europe and, uh, and, and settled in Wales. So they became the British Welshmen, the Spartans. And something started. They started weapons manufacturing industry. So here we find out that during the Exodus, most of them were missing. And there are biblical points there to show that they were missing. When uh, after the, 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 the poor uh, 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 plague, when Moses would take the census, that was when they realized that 35,000 were missing. They ran away because of the plague. They didn't want to die. And by the time they were, they were being, you know, disciplined, they ran away from the discipline. Numbers chapter 25, verse 1 to, to 3 said, While Israel lived in Shittim, the people began to war with the daughters of Moab. These invited the people to the sacrifice of their gods and the people ate and bowed down to their gods. So Israel yoked themselves to build poor and the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel. Verse 14, the name of the slain man of Israel who was killed with the Midianite woman was Zimri, the son of Sali, chief of a father's house belonging to the Simeonites. 
So here, Simeonites were involved in the, in the, in the misbehavior. Then Numbers 26 verse 14 says, these are the class of the Simeonites, 222,200. Right after the plague, when God commanded Moses to take the census of the Israelites, it was noted that 35,000 men from the tribe of Simeon had disappeared. Where did these 35,000 Simeonites go? So this is where they were found to be in Greece and Wales. Now let's, let's look at something here. Where are they today? They are so very powerful today. In the United States, the, the Welsh Americans are the Simeonites. They are in the middle part of America in the Bible belt. There are two characteristics. They love the word of God. But it doesn't change their anger. So they are the product producers of different kinds of war weapons, guns. That is why no matter how people cry in America to take away the guns, the Simeonites will not stop producing it. Then, <laughs> when you go to Canada, in Canada, the cities of Alberta and Saskatchewan have over 500,000 people who came from Welsh ancestry who belong to the Simeonites. High percentage of gun ownership is noted in their provinces. They are always producing war weapons, weapons of cruelty. And in many parts of the world, wherever you find the Simeonites, wherever you find gun manufacturing industry, they are owned by the Simeonites who descend from Wales and from Greece, and of course, from Israel. And so it's been known that the Simeonite still manufactures weapons of cruelty from that very case. That Mother Leah released hatred no matter how much they worship and serve God, their heart is full of cruelty. Their behavior is full of cruelty. So today, we are going to pray for ourselves that hatred will not flow in our DNA. Leah, thought he was fight, she was fighting to possess a husband. She didn't realize that she was destroying her own descendants, many generations. Over how many thousands of years have passed, 
the Simeonites have not changed their character. So no matter how much America is fighting to stop the gun, you know, the other day, I saw a new set of guns that have been produced. It's like the cell phone. A new set of guns that have been produced is like the cell phone. I said, what? So people can hold it like cell phone to go and destroy other people. Instrument of cruelty, hatred. We are going to pray against the spirit of hatred. The people you once loved, you will not start hating them. Somebody you were once in love with will not suddenly become your enemy. The person you used to love, you will not start to feel bitter, angry. When you see them, you will not feel angry. You will not be bitter. You will not feel like, I don't want to see this person again. I don't want to go near where they are. I don't want to talk to them. When their phone rings, you don't pick up or you don't want to pick up. What kind of malice are you keeping? What kind of strife are you keeping? What kind of bitterness is giving you headache, heartache? You know, I was initially arguing with the Lord. I said, I've taught this last. The Lord said, no. Is a spirit troubling the church today. Churches are divided because of hatred. Families are divided because of hatred. People are in courts because of hatred. Why? Hatred is the nature of Satan. You pray for yourself, pray for your children. I will, I, I, I will always remember this case. It was a pastor's son who decided he was going to kill his family. Because when they come back from church and they sit around the dining table, they would talk about everybody that came to church. Who wore this hat? This hat does not match this shoe. This hat does not match this dress. And they will sit at the dining table and talk and talk till it is time to go for evening service. And they go to evening service, coming back home, they are talking again, gossiping, malicing. And they bring people home from church every Sunday to come and have lunch. And all the conversation is about talking about somebody. And this guy got angry and took a sword that he's going to kill all of them because they went to church and came home with all kinds of conversations. Why are they preaching if they hate the people? Everybody pray for yourself. Bitterness will not enter our family. 
Jacob said, I will not be a part of them. They will not sit together with the rest of the family. They will separate. Hey, Jacob knew what he was saying. Their mother taught them to be bitter, angry. What are we saying to our children? Are we encouraging our children to host bitterness, anger, malice? We are Christians, but we have become malicious. We are striving. We are bitter. We are angry. We don't want to see one another. We don't want to hear some names. Everybody unmute yourself. We are praying now. Interactive prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus. I yes, everybody, unmute yourself. Let's let's face this well. That you, oh God, will Father take when you correct somebody, they are gone. Father, Father God, I pray the Lord Jesus. Anyone. They split the church, they divide the church, spirits of division. We cannot be united because of hatred. We all need to change, including me. I am learning a lesson. I am learning. Have I been telling my children? What have I been saying to my children? What do we sit around the table talking about? Father God, I pray that Lord Jesus grudges against anybody in their mind. Father God, hostility, spirit of hostility, silence, anger, Father God, I pray for you. Today, the Simeonites are using weapons weapons of mass destruction. Father God, I pray that you will wash me and weapons of hatred, killing. How can a PhD student go and kill people who are sleeping? Fellow students in Idaho. Why? We all need to change. We all need to repent. Out of me, oh God. The Father God, I pray that when it comes to the families are splitting. Church families are splitting. Because of the spirit of hatred. Because of conversations that we have. May I not be cool. May I not let it be Jesus. Yeah. 
that in we shall not be rebellious. We shall not insist on doing what we want to do. Yes, Lord. We will not insist and we will not be determined to be stubborn. We will not be determined to do what we want to do. That is evil. Yes. We will not handle instruments of cruelty. Yes, Lord. That's good. Father, we thank you because you revealed to redeem. Yes, Lord. Lord. Today you are making us understand that the, some of the things we say when we are in pain, we have to be careful because it's very difficult to remove some of these things as we are in a season of sowing and reaping. We will not sow wickedness. We will not sow bitterness. We will not sow hatred among ourselves, in our families, in our children, in our environment, in our ourselves. We will not sow seeds of discord and will not become instruments of cruelty. Forgive us where we have gone wrong and turn every stony heart into the heart of flesh so that we will easily repent whenever we go wrong. And when we are convicted of the Holy Spirit, we will yield. And when we feel guilty for hearing what we have done wrong, we will not resist the truth, but we'll repent. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Questions? Anybody has a question? The point, um, I want to ask, a, I don't know if it's a question. Um, <laughs> yes, when, Jacob, when Jacob knew that or saw that in his children, and expose it. Why didn't he intercede for them as a father? Let me put it this way. Mm -hmm. uh, we saw that the first time Jacob, you see, there are things that sometimes we all don't know. First of all, Jacob was human. And the kind of Bible we have today they didn't have it in those days. They handed the word on by historical factors and sometimes by monuments and celebration. But every clear clarification showed that when Simon was displaying a stubborn character, Jacob rebuked Simon. And one thing is that 
sometimes, as it was in those days, mothers were the real teachers of the children. Fathers were not often at home. Mm -hmm. It is the mothers that were at home. And even today, in most parts of the world, apart from big cities like, uh, like New York, mothers are the stay-home teachers. Even when children go to school and bring back their homework, it is the mothers that helped. The fathers are not there. And if a mother is continuously saying something to a child, the child will imbibe it. And so whatever correction the father brings, if the mother does not take that correction and use it alongside, it will not be effective. It will not. For instance, uh, growing up in an environment where we see uh, men who married three to four wives, and we see how the wives behave, and we see how the men are, you find out that a lot of times the men have not much say in their children's life. As much as they have authority, they don't have much sense because the, the mothers are those who speak to the children, tell the children. I have seen where uh, this man is a quiet man, but because of the tradition, he was married to three women, not by his own volition, but his mother will bring a wife for him. And this man had a business, you know. So he wakes up very early, go and had a truck, go, you know, was busy making money to take care of his. I think he had maybe about 15 or 20 children. I can't remember now. But and had many boys, more than girls. And the way the mothers, they talk, they fight, they quarrel. And when they are fighting, they will be calling their sons to come and join them. I mean, growing up in that kind of environment where I see that, and I know they are mostly Arabs, uh, uh, Muslims, and we see, you know, that Arabic character. And you are looking at them, the Joseph people coming from that environment. The, the Jacob people coming from that same characteristics, you find out that Jacob did rebuke Simon, even when he went and killed uh, the, 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 the uh, what do you call it? The Shechemite. He rebuked him. And, you know, he had to run away from that city. But the mother had already established it decreed it that he will be a weapon of hatred. For instance, if you remember when Rachel gave birth to Benjamin and Rachel also was giving Benjamin a negative name. Mm -hmm. Jacob changed mm -hmm. the name instantly and said he will not be Benoni. 
he will become Benjamin. That is why Benjamin did not manifest the bitterness and the hatred in Rachel. So uh, 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 Jacob, in fairness to him, constantly rebuked his children and straightened them up. But he's a mother's. He's a mother's. Some mothers are good. Some mothers are funny. All mothers mm -hmm. are, not good, are not bad. Mm -hmm. That is why you and me are praying for all the children and praying for the babies, even the unborn ones, because we don't want them to go through this kind of agony. Have I answered you? Yes. All right, thank you. Okay. Any other question, please? No more question? Yes, um, Dr. Yes, Dr. Pauline. Pauline. Yes. yes. Sorry. Go ahead, Mr. Carl. Okay, so Dr. Pauline, good night, everyone. You said that Jacob changed Benjamin's name. But he didn't change Samuel's name. Why? Is it because he had loved Rachel more than he loved Leah? Not so. You know, like I said, uh, we don't have, they didn't have the kind of uh, 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 knowledge that we have today. So most of the time, Jacob was in the field. Okay. So, and... Uh, the mothers had the privilege of naming their children in those days. Mm -hmm. Unless the name has already been concocted and written. It's, uh, so sometimes by the time they come back from the farm, the child is born and the name is given. But in the case of Benjamin, they were traveling. So mm -hmm. Jacob was there. Okay. So instantly, he was able to change the situation. Because sometimes when they go to the farm, the field, they are there for days, months before they return, especially when they are grazing the, the flock. So sometimes by the time they come, it's past eight days. Have I answered you? Yes, Dr. Pauline. Okay. Sister Nish? Yes, Dr. Pauline. Good yes. night, everyone. Good I was night. about to ask if Leah knowingly or unknowingly named her children based on the names that she gave them, but based on the response that you gave to to Reverend Peace, I realized that she knowingly named them um, by, you know, the, the, these hatred and these cruelty names. Yeah, she deliberately, because listen to what she said. Uh, let me go to the scripture. That is in uh, Genesis. Uh, let me catch it. Uh, Genesis 20, should be 20 something. I'm hey, coming. Uh, <laughs> my notes are long. <laughs> yeah, it should be Genesis 28 or something. 
Just a moment. Let me get it. Okay. Uh oh. I think it's 26. 26. No, 26 was uh, the plague. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Genesis 26. You are right. Okay. Genesis 26. Let me go there. And let's read what, how she made the Genesis 29. Yeah, 29. 29, verse 33. She conceived again and bore a son and said, because the Lord has heard that I am hated. <laughs> he, he has given me this son also. And she called his name Simeon. I am hated. So which means Simeon, you are going to fight. You are going to kill all those who hate me. You know, it, it, it is very, it's very hard, very difficult. You know, I, there was, we had a classmate and uh, her name was Patience. And Patience was very rough and cannot tolerate anything in the class. And one day, one of our teachers asked, he said, Patience, who gave you this name? She said, my mother. And the teacher said, what name did your father give you? He said, my mother would not even accept any name my father gave because my mother was rough and intolerant. And uh, before she said she was not supposed to have been born, but the mother heard that the father was in a relationship. The father was a diplomat outside the country. And the mother heard that the father was in a relationship. Instead of being patient and finding out the truth, she quickly made sure she got pregnant and uh, named her that name. So before she was born, the mother had given her that name. <laughs> Whatever else in the story, I can't remember everything. But you see, there are times when a child is given a certain name to pacify a situation. So her mother named her patients and because of her impatience, she will not even accept any name the father wants to name the child. <laughs> Later on, to find out that it was the man's sister that traveled and went and visited the brother. And somebody sent a message and said, your husband is married to another woman. <laughs> And patience was born. And patience is also so rough. Fight in the class. If you say something, instead of her to find out why you said what you said, she fights everybody's battle. She carries everybody's uh, 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 burden. 
And this is what goes on in the hearts and mind of a lot of parents when they give names to children. These days they go on the internet and search for names. They don't know the actual meaning of the name. They give names and some names are names of cruelty, names of destruction. And they think it is a meaning that is there, but it's not the original meaning. And this is where we have to be very careful. Have I answered you? Sister Carol? Oh, that was not me. Pardon? Um, you say that um, that was um, Sister Nisha. Um, but you also say that um, she already knew that there was no relationship between her and Jacob. And she went ahead and got pregnant and still named the child. I don't um if there's no relationship why get pregnant uh, don't forget something there the the fact that uh, Leah was given to him was based on the tradition of those days right there are lots of traditions that are gradually eroding away. One, in a family, usually, for instance, if you know much about the Muslims and the Arabs, Arabs, and even the Indian culture, sometimes as soon as a woman is pregnant, a family has already come to pay a bright price. And they will say, if it is a son, our family will give you a daughter. And if it's a female, our family will give you a male to marry the child. So sometimes bride price is paid. I don't know if you heard it recently in California. I think the story was last month uh, in December. Uh, uh, a man paid a bright price on an unborn baby, uh, no, on a baby that was newly a girl. So at the age of uh, 10 or nine, According to the agreement, that girl has to be betrothed directly to the man. So the girl was in school one day, and the mother went to school and took the girl and handed her over to the man and said, you are going with this man. The girl is just nine years old. She doesn't know anything. And she was not allowed to go to school again. And she'd be crying every day she wants to go to school. So finally, a neighbor heard the case and went to court. The case is still in court in California now. And uh, the mother said, well, the man is taking care of her. But the girl says, no, 
is not just taking care. The man is doing things with me. And the man now own up to the fact that he married her. All right. They didn't say what religion it is, but from the case, I know that is Islamic religion. So in the days of uh, 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 Jacob, you cannot disrespect authority. It can lead to your death because they were living under harsh rules and the Lebanese and majority, majority of the Lebanese are Islamic people. He cannot say no, he has to obey. Otherwise, they won't even give him the ritual. They might take the ritual away from him. So it's a lot of punishments and repercussion for not obeying the laws of those days. So Jacob was caught in the midst of the laws of those days. That's the way I put it. He can't he can change the law. He has been given Leah. He has to marry her. And he has to work another seven years to get rid of So it's beyond him. That's the law, the order of the And part of the laws in those days is, for instance, if your husband dies, your, your husband's brother has to take you in and marry you, whether you like it or not. <laughs> and that's what happened to Judah's children, sons, Fona, and um, Er, they have to Thank marry. God, that is not the case anymore. Pardon? Thank God, that is not the case anymore. Yeah, but it still it still goes on. It still goes on. You know, it still goes on. It, I will not say that it is over. If no, you it go to the Indians, that's on. why the Indians are running away. And the Muslims who are running away. If you've been listening to some of the interviews that has been going on on TV, you realize that they are even trying to establish it in America. Some of them carries it with them, Dr. Pauline, because they, they, some of them, they carry, when they leave their country, they carry that tradition with them. Yes. And it's still, it's still up yeah. on the way how it was. Yeah. Whether they're in their country or another country. Yeah. For instance, the other day, it was last year, the Muslims were demanding Sharia law in America. They were, they, they, were, they were advocating for Sharia law. And Sharia law means that if you offend them, they will do you simonite. They'll kill you. They will stone you to death. So that is part of the line of compromise that uh, the, the Democrats have to be very careful because the Democrats is giving them assimilation. They have made them promise that they can practice their religion freely in America. So now they are advocating for Sharia law. And Sharia law means that they can marry two, three wives. Wow. Yes. And you can't say anything. Your daughter can suddenly disappear from home. And they usually kidnap girls that they want. If they like you, they will kidnap you. They like your daughter, they will kidnap you. 
her, which is very, very dangerous for America. So America is gradually going to lose their freedom because Sharia law has no freedom. Okay, any other? All right, so before we go, let's, let's have one or two um, reflections. Dr. Pauline. Yes, please, Coco, how are you doing? I'm good, and you? Wonderful. I'll give my reflection. Okay, go on. So what I learned is that Simeon was the second child of Leah, and and when there when you have hatred it causes you to not receive any form of correction meaning like when it when you have hatred it causes like it's hard for you to like be corrected like you reject it and um i learned that when when you have hatred it's hard for even the word of God to correct you and get into your heart and knowing that we being children of God you know the word of God is supposed to correct us and like help us grow but you know if that's just like say going back to the teachings of unforgiveness if you have unforgiveness then you're not able to progress or like you know advance yourself in areas of life because you still have some type of a load still like being a burden on to your heart so it's very important that if we have for example hatred is a part of the character of Satan. if we have this character in us it's important to one recognize it and ask God to help us to remove it and be and show more of his character which is love and I learned that when it comes to cruelty, cruelty is basically, it is the pleasure of causing pain. And if a person is full of hatred, over time, that person becomes inhuman, meaning like that they don't show any like good characteristics or like show that they actually like have any compassion or, or some type of feeling of care for the the person that they have odds against and when a person is cruel that shows that even that when it comes to taking the fear of God like when it comes to taking the correction from the word of God like that they don't even have the fear of God meaning that the fear of God is in is no longer in them and they when someone has is cruel they don't really have it in their mind or heart to do anything of good value they always they're always focused on the negative and they always want to cause like there to be harm in others or in their environment and I learned that what interests me is that when it came to the names so like for example um Simeon and how you stated how his name means hatred. And uh, there was another, Simeon and Benjamin, how their names basically go along with um, hatred and bitterness. 
And going back to one of the points that was stated that it's important like to name your child something that is good. Like in like, you know, it's important to like when you're naming a child that it means like something good and like a reverence to God and everything. Because just as how their names mean means hatred and bitterness it, it reminded me of Jabez because just as how his name correlates with sorrow as he got older he realized that he doesn't want to be sorrowful so you know he made that change and actually like reaching out to God and like and like praying to him to instead of making him sorrowful like to making him honorable and so on so it's that just proves to show how important it is when it comes to naming. But also I learned that when it came to Simeon, Simeon killed at the age of 14. And you also spoke about Joseph and how Joseph put Simeon in jail, in prison because he was scared that he would kill his brother. And also, Going back to <laughs> going back to um, one of the previous teachings, we had gone over Sodom and Gomorrah and how during that moment, during that time, there was a lot of, they were focusing a bit more on themselves and they were also indulging in other like spiritual activity and like also um, they were also active in sexual perversion and correlating this to the sin to those who come from Simeon's um, lineage the Simeonites they also indulge in sexual sins and because they were stuck in their own ways and didn't want to follow along into the promised land they went to Greece and Wales and you were saying that since the sim with the Simeonites they it's hard for them to they're not accepting of correction and of the like the fear of God they'll listen to it but they won't accept it and also um they there's high percentage of 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 violence so it's like you know like anytime anyone wants to make a good change it's always hard for them to accept it and say no but we should stick with this because this is what we're used to and this is how we know how to protect ourselves but the own but the way that they know how to protect themselves is through violence um so um that's what i learned Amen. <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> all right so we've had a long night i don't know if anybody has something to say other than that take your communion and tonight we are taking a communion praying that the lord will enable us to sow seeds of the fear of god that the fear of god will guide us. As the Bible says, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. That we would not sow seeds of discord, seeds of cruelty, hatred, 
and bitterness. That as we hear the word of God today, let the word of God become the living bread to our lives. And let the wine, the communion wine, wash and cleanse our hearts from hatred, bitterness, confusion, and cruelty. We don't want cruelty in our environment, in our lives. We don't want to kill spiritually, physically, materially, emotionally, financially. No, we don't want to be involved in cruelty of any kind. We don't want to take pleasure in other people's suffering, other people's challenges and difficulties would not be our pleasure. Would not be our pleasure or desire. Our love will not turn into hatred and cruelty. Father, we thank you and we bless you that as we are about to pray over the communion, let your will be done. Reverend Peace, are you there? Reverend Peace? Okay, maybe she's at work. No, I'm here. Oh, okay. All right. I'm not work. Mm -hmm. yeah. Can you pray over the communion for us as we are praying against sowing seeds of cruelty? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, yes. we thank you this evening. Yes. We thank you for your word. Yes. That you have imparted into Dr. Pauline, that you impart into us. We receive it. And we say, we, your people, we are called by your name. Shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn away from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and I'll forgive their sins and I will heal their lands. This moment we come that you heal our lands. Whatever we have this now, this evening, Forever we have uprooted the hatred, the cruelty, misbehaving, indirect speech, gossiping, and everything that is not of you. Father, we repent and we call in your name in the name of Jesus, asking for mercy and grace that this year, Father, we will sow the seed, the seed that we will sow will be seed of love which is the fruit of the spirit. We ask that we replace everything that we uproot that is not of you by the spirit of God. We replace it with the fruit of the spirit, long suffering, that will be able to tolerate one another and stand with one another and, and seek you, Father God, in all things. We thank you that you have been a curse for us, the mm. scapegoat. Therefore, we bring our curses to you this evening from our generation, asking the blood of Jesus to visit each and every family in overcomers, visit our bloodline, the ones we know, the ones we don't know. Father God, 
We thank you for Christ Jesus. As we are about to take the communion, Lord, let it wash every curse. Let it teach us how to lay it on Jesus. Hey, hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. We give it to you. We surrender to you. Let yes. your blood cleanse us once again. Yes. For the songwriter said, God can make us whole again. God can make us pure again. God can draw us closer to you. Only the blood of Jesus Christ, the blood that speaks better language. We thank you. Make us, Father, to be good seeds that wherever they plant us, bear fruit to your glory and your honor. Yes. Thank you for every soul that is on the line this yes. evening. We give you glory. We give you honor. Mm. Thank you for your love for us. Yes. In Jesus' name I ask. Amen. 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 Thank you very much. Thank God. Reverend Alfie, any announcements? Reverend Alfie, are you at work? Okay. All I will say is that tomorrow, Wednesday, Renathi, are you there or at work? I'm at work, but I can talk quickly. Okay, go ahead. Um, I am talking with regards to the World Convention, and I would really like to hear from folks who are going. By now and tomorrow, I'm going to take time to call folks individually um, and see, because it seems the announcement hasn't gone over very well. So if there anyone here who desire to go, please make contact with me and um, I'll also try to make contact. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Have you finished? Yes, Dr. Bowling. All right. Tomorrow, Wednesday, everybody take time to pray for yourself and your family. And I will encourage you to pray against this instrument of hatred and cruelty. It's very important. Many years have come and gone. There is so cruelty in Israel. These are people of Abraham that have been blessed. Let's not take anything for granted. Please, I beg you. We are also praying that we will sow seeds of righteousness, seeds of kindness, and harvest so that nobody will fall into the hand of the enemy. So that this year will be a year of blessings for all of us. We will reap the blessings of God the blessings of long life, good health, and prosperity in Jesus' name. So we are back on the prayer line on Wednesday, on Thursday. So Thursday, 9 o'clock, and then Friday, family prayer. Amen. And all students, remember that we are back to school this Thursday. Okay? We have Dr. Aku, who will be coming and teaching us on counseling 
the course is counseling. Amen. 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 God bless you. Let's share the grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thank you all, and God bless you. God bless, God bless you. you. God bless you. All right. See you online. Thursday.